Okay, let's begin. Parshas Korach, Tavshin Ayin Ches. Uh, just scheduling note, this will be the last year here in Eretz Yisrael for a couple of weeks. Uh, next week's year, whoever want, would like to attend next week's year, will be in Bergenfield on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock at uh, 68 Westminster Avenue in Bergenfield. 68 Westminster Avenue at 8 o'clock next Wednesday will be the Parshish year, and then after that, we'll have a couple of weeks from camp, and then Medeshem will uh, will be back uh, um, in Av, back here in Beit Shemesh in uh, in Eretz Yisrael. Okay, but either way, tonight we have Parshish Korach on the agenda, and we start off with a very fascinating Ha'ara from the Eilah Hadvarim from Rav Schlesinger in source number one. We know that David Melech put together Tehillim, he compiled Tehillim, but he didn't write every parak in Tehillim. There were some prakim that were written earlier, and he just incorporated it into Tehillim. We know Moshe Rabbeinu wrote ten of the prakim, right? Tefillah Moshe Isho Elokim, and all the ten prakim that are after that were written. According to Chazal, Adam Arishon wrote some, maybe he wrote Mizbar Shiliyama Shabbos, and of course there are names given to some of the other authors, including Lamnatseach, Livnei Korach, Mizmor, right, of Rosh Hashanah fame, right? And so Korach, Korach wrote some of the Mizmor, and Asaf also wrote some, and Asaf was also a descendant of Korach. Okay, great. The question is asked, asked the Eilah Hadvarim, that in many of the Mizmorim that B'nai Korach and Asaf wrote, there's a focus on Yerushalayim. And the question is, what is the connection? Why Dafka did the B'nai Korach, did they sing, did they write about Yerushalayim? Source number one. The Sefer Tehillim anumotzim kama mizmarim l'b'nai Korach o asaf shahayi b'b'nai banav shal Korach. Descendants of Korach v'chulu. Ba'osa mizmorim. Motzim anu divrei shalach v'halel l'ir Yerushalayim. Right, starting with the Yom, the Shir Shal Yom for Monday. Shir mizmar l'b'nai Korach. Right, that parak is where all the names of Yerushalayim come from. We know we have 70 names of Yerushalayim. Most of them come from that parak. Right? Every phrase. Yifei nof, mezoz kalaretz. Giri yas malachrov. Right? Every, every, uh, phrase is a name. And that's lamnaseach, shir mizmor livnei korach. Lamnaseach alagidus livnei korach mizmor. Mayitidus bishkosecha. They'll talk about Yerushalayim. Continuing. Livnei korach mizmor. Shir yisod aso harei kodesh. Oav Hashem. Shari tzion mikom mishkenos Yaakov. Maskil asaf. Lamakim zanachta lanetzach. Continuing, what is the connection between the Bnei Korach and Yerushalayim? Right, so says Rav Schleisinger, says the El Hadvar, maybe we have to go to the root, as we do each year, the root of the Chet of Korach. As we know, we're in the Parshios of the Chatoim of Bamidbar, going from Bahaloscha and Shlach, and Korach, and Chukas, right, Moshe Rabbeinu, and Balak, that was Bilam, and Pinchas, right, throughout, somebody's doing something wrong. So, B'nai Korach, what was the root? What was the root problem of Korach's mentality? Again, many, many Pshatim given, and that we have given before. V'nira Lomar, line 22. D'be'emes Korach, he did not have, as some say, and some have this approach, he had a personal vendetta. He was personally jealous of Moshe and Aaron. Maybe he wasn't even focused on, on being instead of them, which, according to many, that is the pshat. But he has a different idea now. Not that I'm jealous of you, 
I just don't think that you need any manhig. We don't need a rabbi. We don't need a leader. We don't need a boss. We could all be our own boss. Kikol ha'eda kulam kedoshim. They're all holy. Why are you above anybody? We don't need one. One person is going to lead, is going to stick out over all the others. They're all b'kdusha. We have to be subservient. We have to listen. He didn't like the idea of losasur. And the Asisa Kachalashay Yarucha in Parsha Shoftim. That idea, no. Kulam, Yonkim, Yeshiris, Hashem, Yekadish Baruchu. We all have our special connection to God. We all have a special connection to Hashem. And that's it. It's Hashem, Hashem is in the middle. Right? If we were, maybe we're thinking about the Gemara at the end of Mesachas Tainis, that the Lassen Lavo, all the Tzadik, Hashem is going to be in the middle of the circle, Kaviyachal, all the Tzadikim are going to be dancing around the circle, and they're all going to be pointing in the middle, Zeh Hashem Kivinu Lo, Nagila Vinispacha Bishuaso. So everybody has that direct connection. What, one person has more? One person has more intense? No! Madua Disnazuak Al Hashem, Wa'af Basar Vadam, Einatas Chus Lahanik Basar Vadam Kamoso. Everybody, everybody is equal. And then, beautiful, he quotes the two famous examples that we know. What was Korach's argument? What was Korach's argument? Talis, line 33, You have a totally tcheles talis. It's all tcheles. Do you need one string at, separate from all the others? Do you need one that could be mashpia on the entire bengen? No! The whole thing is tcheles. If a whole talus, if it only has one string, why should one string stand out? It's such a miyuchistic string. And what's the other machlogas? Mezuzah. A whole room of Sefer Torah. It's full of Kedusha. One little cloth should rule over the rest. One little Shema. Bayashakulo male svarim. Imchai b'mezuzah. No. Maksha bayash reik mezuzah achas potraso. If an empty room, one mezuzah could exempt. Bayash male svarim alachas kamavakama. Klomar lot sarich sheidover echadam yuchan mikulam. We don't need one over any other. That was Korach's taina. That was his claim. And now, a Gemara that we've spoken about in the past, maybe now we understand what happened to the Bnei Korach. We know Chazal tell us that there was a little machshava, a little hear her tshuva right before. That's why the Gemara, the Rashi quotes, not in this week's parsha, I think in a couple weeks, Bnei Korach lo mesu, where the Pasuk said that later on in, uh, in Sefer Bamidbar, the the uh, Gemara Darshans on that in Baba Basra. The, and one of the Rabba Barbarachana stories, remember those Dafim? All the amazing stories about Rabba Barbarachana. Some of them literal, some of them not, on the boat, and others. Um, Rabba Barbarachana, line 41. He quotes the Gemara. Pamachas, I one time, I was walking in the, in the desert. There was a certain, you know, Arabian merchant. Or some say it was Elio Anavi. You want to see where the the ones that got swallowed up by Korach, you know what, you want, I know where they are. I know where the fissure is in the ground. Follow me. 
Okay, Rav Barachana is like, great. Halach v'rachur. He saw a little crack that smoke was coming out of. He took a, a, a wad of wool, he soaked it in water, he put it on the edge of his spear, he put it on the edge of the crack, he took it out, he was singed. And he was boiling hot, there was smoke coming out of it. And he says, put your ear next to the hole, what do you hear? Mata shomeya. V'shamati Moshe Emes, Vesoroso Emes. That's where that phrase comes from. This Gemara. The Bnei Karach was screaming out, Moshe Emes, Vesoroso Emes, Vein Badoin, and the rest of us are liars. And what did that merchant say? Every Rosh Chodesh. Right? Tonight's Rosh Chodesh. Hashkacha. Right? Every Rosh Chodesh. That's what they say. We discussed a number of years ago. Right? Why Dafka Rosh Chodesh? Unbelievable Bear Yosef, if you remember from a couple of years ago. We discussed that. But he says every, once a month. But what's the message? What's the message? We recognize that there's somebody above. We recognize that it's not kol eidah, kulam kedoshim. Or even if there is, but we still need a manhig. We still need somebody to lead us. There could be a source of, of being. There could be an entity that is, so to speak, more significant, more chashiv than others. Not significant in the eyes of God, right? A leader, but everybody has different purposes. And there's a tachlis. And Moshe Rabbe, if so, right? The Ramam says in Ochel Shuva, we could all be like Moshe Rabbeinu in fulfilling our potential. But that doesn't mean that Moshe Rabbeinu is the leader of Klai Yisrael and I'm not. Right? So that's the, that's, that was the root chait of Korach. And what they recognize is that one thing could be more chashuv than something else. So now, let's go to not people, but geography. All the world is created equal. No, B'nai Karach learned that lesson. And that's why they talk about Yerushalayim so much. Because just like in being, in person, they realize that you need manhigim, you also need places on earth to be inspired from. You need places that we can look at and that HaKadosh Baruch Hu could command us to bring our Meiser Shani there to learn your Shemayim. To learn about the Kohanim, Bavodasim, Ulavim, Bajukhanam, Bisrobam Amadam, to get that inspiration. Top of the next page. U Mitamze Savar Korach Bitchila, Shain Shumikhali Yerushalayim. What's unique? Obviously, he didn't know about Yerushalayim yet, right? Nobody knew about Yerushalayim. It was just Hamakomasha Yivchar, but that concept. But later on, once Yerushalayim was chosen, Mishabkach Shar Korach Ubre Banav Shirei. Halel Yerushalayim. Acharei shegamkan. Igiel amaskana. They realized. Dome. Shachen Yerushalayim. He ira kodesh. Ir hamikdash. Veshonu betachlis hashinu bebahuta ubiktushasami kolari Yisrael. Obviously, we're not rejecting. Everywhere in the world, we can have a connection to Hashem. But there's nothing like Yerushalayim. There's nothing like Yerushalayim. In any time in history, that is the spot, that is the, obviously, the ear, Haniv, the ear, ha, the, Hanivcha, the ear that is chosen. Then he has one more unbelievable Ha'ara, Hosafa. And this came up in Dafyomi a couple of days ago. The Gemara Mesechus Vachim and Dafnun Dalid discusses that when David Amalek brought the Aaron back to Yerushalayim, he was trying to figure out where the base of Migdash was going to be. He didn't know yet that he was not going to be able to build the base of Migdash, but, he was going to do all that he could. And even after he found out that he couldn't, he did still prepare as much as he could 
you know, getting the uh, the raw materials and sanctifying the ground, B'Kadish the Ritzpah, as it comes up in the earlier in Mesechah Zvachim. But the Gemara describes that David and Shmuel Hanavi were having a conversation trying to figure out where the base of Migdash was going to be. Where are we going to put it? The Gemara says, Darash Rava, my why does it says David and Shmuel were in Noyot and Rama? That's two different places. Why does it say Noyot and Rama? Right? Shmuel was from Rama. Ramatayim Tsofim. Elosh Yoshvin, right? Ramot. Right? Nebi Shmuel. He's buried right near Ramot. Right, right there. Because that, that was his area. Rama. Right? Yoshvin Barama Right, they were in Ramah and they were involved in the beauty of the world. The beauty of the world is the base of Migdash. Asks the Eladvarim, why Dafka was Shmuel Hanavi involved? David was the king. David was the king. Why was Shmuel there for? Shmuel is a descendant of Korach. Shmuel was involved because just like the Bnei Korach were involved in Yerushalayim, remember that's what Rashi quotes. Korach, Korach saw Shmuel in the future. Oh, I'm, 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 nothing's going to happen to me. I'm, I'm, it must be that I'm gonna I'm gonna be Zocher because of him. Obviously he was wrong. Eno Hitaso, as Rashi quotes. But Davka Shmuel Hanavi is trying to figure it out because he has that Bnei Korach Mida. That Mida of recognizing the uniqueness of Moshe, the uniqueness of the of Yerushalayim, the uniqueness of the Beis Amigdash. And amazing, he ends off. And when is Shmuel Hanavi's yard site? Chafches Iyar. Modern day Yom Yerushalayim. So if you want everything to come full circle. Here it is, right? The Shulchan Aruch quotes Chafches Iyar. The Rabbi Yosef Kara quotes that in the Simon, where he quotes all those uh, all those yard sites. Tafkuf Pei, I think it is, right before uh, the Simon of Rosh Hashanah. Yom Tirazu Chafches Beir Yom Shechru Shei Yerushalayim Laachar Shanim Rabos Maod. There's nothing coincidental <coughs> in Jewish history, and obviously this thought uh, pulls it all together. Okay, moving right along, let's get into the. Parsha itself. So the parsha starts off. Vayikach Korach ben Yitzhar ben Kahas ben Levi. Korach takes v'dasan v'aviram ben Eliyahu v'om ben Pelas ben Eruven. Right, probably more pronouns in this pasuk than uh, any other pasuk, and it doesn't even tell us what happened. Korach takes, and who else took? Dasan v'aviram, all of them. Right, and the Rashi notes it doesn't say what he took. How many times in the Torah does it say somebody takes something without explaining what he took? Right, elsewhere sometimes it means. Lokachoso bidvarim. Right? Mashcham bidvarim. Moshe Rabbeinu was Moshe. You were chosen to be the leaders. But here Rashi quotes Chazal, a different shot. Vayigach Korach, Lokachet Atzmo. He took himself. Litzad Echad, to one side. Lios Nechlak Mitocha to be separated from the rest of the congregation. Loorer al hakahuna. To complain about the kahuna. Again, maybe according to the Peshat that we just said, he just didn't like Kohanim in general. He was a levy. He was a levy, but still, he wanted more. And if I can't have more, I might as well, everybody should be equal. But, says the uh, Rashi, again, So what exactly does that mean? He took himself. He took himself. So again, there he is, Pshatim given. This year we'll see it from Rav Schwab. It says Rav Schwab in source number three. What exactly does it mean? Says Rishwab, up until this point, we didn't hear of Korach. He was one of the B'nai Levi, and he was one of the Levian that were doing their job, their Avodas HaKodesh. 
Before the jealousy went into his heart, the highest level a person could reach is, as the Mishnah says in Pirkei Avos, making our will Hashem's will. Conditioning ourselves so that everything that we do is in consonance and just follows with what Hashem would want to do. Obviously, it's a very high level. There's a lot of uh, friction, right? We have something called the Yitzhahara. But the more that we condition ourselves, so we're not ourselves. We don't have our, the highest level is if we don't have our own essence. We are Avde Hashem. And the Ever Hashem just follows what the Adon wants. That's the highest level. When we don't have a self, all we are are pawns, so to speak, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, following everything. Obviously, we have a Bechirachavshis, so we'll never be real pawns, like Malachim are real pawns. There's no Bechira. But we will always have Bechira, but that's the ultimate level for us to come to the stage when we don't feel like we have Bechira and we don't have a self. Up until this point, Korach was on that level. Right? He didn't have an Atzmo. He didn't have his own and he was totally And but when Moshe said He was he was with the good guys. We never heard of Korach making any many any uh, anything up till now. Right? Remember, we're still in the second year. Right? Next week's parasha Chukas, we go from the second year to the fortieth year without anybody. Noticing, right? We have Tumas Mace and all of a sudden Miriam dies, right? So if you don't, if you have, if you blink before next week, you go from year two to year 40, right? And that's, uh, we have to be aware of that. Okay, continue. Ka'ach. So he was, he didn't have an Atzmo up until now, but now he got bitten by Kina. He got bitten by jealousy. And what does the Mishnah say in Perkyavos? Motzian as Adam in Olam. Jealousy takes us out of our world. It took him out of his Avodas Hashem world. It put him into his own world. What does Rashi mean? He took himself. Now there is a self. He took himself. He took himself to be himself different than just an Eved Hashem. And he says, he relates this to a, a quote that he quotes from Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, that the Yitzhahara, he quotes, tries very hard. Tries very hard, and whatever works, great. If it doesn't work, he'll try to get something else. Try to go, try to go wherever he might find us vulnerable. He'll try to get to. We have a great davening, oh, he'll get our benching. We had a great benching, he'll get us our Yatsar. We had our, oh, hey, he'll get us not, not saying a kind word. We'll get us not being nice to our, our neighbor. He'll find something, and then he'll make it goreras, make it snowball. So, Rabbi Sol Salanter quotes, he says, he quotes from a ksav of the Rabbi Sol Salanter, and he says, many people don't have us, so I'm going to quote it verbatim. So he does that for us. Left side. appears like a huge mountain for them, and Rishoyim like a chuta saira, like very small. Many different pshatim. What that means? And Sadikim cry. How could we have done been conquered such an amazing huge mountain? And Rishoyim 
say, how is it that we weren't able to conquer even a small, a small hair? Right, so what exactly is the, is the message here? Says Rabbi Saul Salanter, Line 11. The easiest thing to do, first and foremost, is to get somebody to sin, get somebody to do Averis. And if the Yitzhar can do that, a person doesn't think, doesn't do any cheshbon, then he'll go straight for that. But, let's say a person controls his actions. He's a little bit uh, a, a gibar. So then he can't go straight for the sins. So he's got to try to go inside. He's got to get to the Midos. And through the Midos, then he could, he could infect. He could get an infection, put a, put, put a stain on the neshama, and that could then, the disease could spread. Disease could spread. He just wants to infect our neshama in some way. That's what happened with Korach. Exp- applies Rashwab. Korach was going through the motions. You know what he got? He got to Kina. And once he got to Kina to overtake him, so then the rest is history and it affected him and there was no way, the no way out. See on the bottom, I'm turning over to the page in source number four now. He says, Hopefully we're all Shomri Torah Mitzvahs. He can't just get us and say, eat not kosher or, you know, do this or, you know, violate other things or skip this mitzvah. No, we all do mitzvahs. See, he's got to go into the recesses. He's got to go inside. And he'll try. And that's what happened with Korach. Korach was, he didn't have an atzmo. All of a sudden, he has an atzmo. Our goal is not to have an atzmo. Our goal is to use, obviously, you could talk about, we have to have you know, some self-worth. But we should have an asmo in terms of our own ratzo and everything should be l'shem shamayim and everything should be ase ritzon cha ritzono, batel ritzon cha bebenei ritzono. Each of those are a little different, but uh, those are the mishnayis in Perkei Avos. Okay. Let's go to the Pasek Beis. Not moving too quickly here tonight. But it's, not, it's like Be'iyun, so it's okay. He's still covering ground. Vayakumu... So what happens? All these people in Pasak Aleph, Korach, Dasan Aviram, own Ben Pelas. Vayakumu lefnei Moshe. They stood up in front of Moshe. Va'anashimi b'nei Yisrael chamishimu masayim. Nesiyei eda kriyei mo'ed anshei Hashem. So Pasak Be'i says, they stood up in front of Moshe. Pasak Gimel. Vayikahalu al Moshe v'yal Aharon. They gathered up against Moshe and Aharon. Vayomer alehem rav lachem. There's Pashup Shat. If we never really focused on this before, what's Pasik Beis and what's Pasik Gimel? They stood up in front of Moshe, period. They gathered up against Moshe and Aaron. Right? What, what's the, what happened? Was it Moshe or was it Moshe and Aaron? Right? What's, what, what, what happened in Pasik Beis that didn't happen in Pasik Gimel and vice versa? What were the two? And there's Vayakumu and there's Vayikahalu. What's the difference between those two? They stood up and they gathered. They stood up against Moshe. They gathered in front of Moshe and Aaron. So what's the difference? And a further question asks Hadrash Vahayun. Hapo'al kum b'muvan hisnapolis v'skomomus throughout Tanakh when you have the verb or some type of action standing up vayakum 
and it's and it's for for an argument. Always it's followed by al, and he stood up on against somebody. That's how it's always used. Vayakam kayin al hevel achiv. He stood up on his brother. Kasha yakim ish al reehu. Right, the pasuk in Kisait say, "Yitena Hashem asay vecha hakamim alecha." In the in uh, Kisavo, Kizedim kamu alai ukeela rambos. But here it says vayakumu lifne Moshe. It's not al Moshe, right? So how is this different? How is this different? What is meant by this? V'yim kain hachanami ha'ilo la kasev lomar vayakumu al Moshe v'lo vayakumu lifne Moshe. So, why is it? Question one we asked. What is it? First one, Moshe. The second one is Moshe and Aaron. Next, why is one Vayakumu? And then it's Vayikahalu. And then three, why isn't it Vayakumu al-Moshe? Why is it Lifnei Moshe? Then he quotes those other questions in the opposite order that we said them, but they're all there. Line 16. Says Hadrash Fahayun, two ideas uh, that uh, related to each other, but maybe there's a different idea in Pasig base. What is Vayakumu? Lifne Moshe. Venir Lashar Bavanas Devriakasov. Let me try to guess and and suggest what this means. Shemashinamar Vayakumu Lifne Moshe Vagomer. Ain Hapirush shall hapa'al Vayakumu bemove on his Naplus Vakimala Rivumatsa. This Pasik does not mean that he stood up to argue with him. That's the next Pasik. They gathered Vayikalu al Moshe Valaron. This Vayakumu is different. It's different. It's an act that they're doing before they start going to argue. It's a symbolic act. What are they doing? Rakapirish, line 19. Shalapal vayakumu bumuvan kima mimakom shiyoshvinalav. Literally, standing up. Not going up against somebody. Standing up. Alderach shamatsanu b'shulchanarach. There's certain behaviors that are accepted in terms of Rebbe Talmud relationships. A Talmud, you know, maybe not in our day, imagine the rule is a Talmud can never leave before the Rebbe leaves. Right? Or stand up before the Rebbe leaves. That's what it says in Shulchan Arach. The Rebbe's talking, the Talmud doesn't leave. The Yesh Lomar, he says, says the Drashayun, maybe all of Am Yisrael so to speak, sat in front of Moshe. Vayakumu lifne Moshe. They got up as a Misa Mered. They got up to show we are not Meshubid. We are not your Talmidim. Right? Relating to the first thought. We don't need you as a Rebbe. That's Vayakumu. It's not getting up to argue. It's getting up to show who I just standing up. But it's an act that's a violation of norms expected norms of Rebbe and Talmud. All of Am Yisrael thought that they would Right When they were sitting in front of Moshe, they didn't stand up. That's that they wanted Dafta to be Mazalzel. They wanted to show We're not we're not your students, Moshe. And it says Moshe. And once they did that, they kind of try to break the connection. Then the next plastic, they actively went up against him. 
in their, you know, in their complaints. But this act is just an act, a reflection that they are not Talmidim, they are not Talmidim of Moshe. And what does Lifnei mean? Here, turn the page. V'rak v'yakumu Lifnei Moshe. Hema kasha yashu Lifnei Moshe kamu mimkomam Lifnei. What does Lifnei here mean? Before. Not Lifnei, like in front of somebody. Lifnei here means Kodem. Before Moshe gave them any kol to show all that Moshe is not their Rebbe. According to this understanding, as we find many times, that lifnei doesn't mean in front of, but it means earlier, before. Lifnei shaches Hashem, by stone. Lifnei mosi. Right, that's what it means here. Vayakumu lifnei Moshe, titzpareish kamo mikode beterem. Kamu kode Moshe, klomar beterem, shenoselem Moshe, rishus lamod. Before he gave them rishus to stand up, it was an act of rebellion against Moshe Rabbeinu. That's what's secretly hidden in this Pasuk. And it was Dafka Moshe, because he was the leader. He was the melech. And then they were going to go up against Moshe and Aaron and complaining about the positions. But it was Dafka Moshe, because he was the one who was the Rebbeable. Even Aaron Cohen learned by, by Moshe. Remember the Gemara in Erevin, right? That the Moshe taught everybody. He taught Aaron, then he taught Aaron's sons, then he taught the Zakanim, then he taught the rest of Klai Yisrael. But Moshe was the Rebbe. Moshe was the Rabbeinu even of Aaron Cohen, even though he was his older brother. Number one. Then he has another idea, similar, but uh, he asks in Source 26, same idea that it was also not the proper etiquette of Rebbe Talmud. Let me just add that it could also mean as follows. Also relating to the questions that we asked before. As we know, Korach was asking halachic questions to try to trip up Moshe, to try to stump him, to try to show how foolish Moshe was. Right, that's the kind of questions he asked. The Chulu, Yerushalmi has other, other uh, questions that he asked about Saras. The halachi is when you ask a halacha question, you have to ask when the Rebbe's sitting, when you're sitting, you don't ask a question on the run. Ein sho'alin mu'umad, the Ramam says in Ochos Talmud Torah. Mipa'as chovas ha-Talmud l'no kavalarabo. Again, in terms of the etiquette of a Rebbe Talmud, he stood up and asked. Same idea. But again, the Vayakumu, standing up, it's not the Misa of complaining directly per se, but it's an act that reflects that I do not consider myself your Talmud. And even if all everybody else in history considers you Rabbeinu, you know, that's not me, I don't consider you Rabbeinu, and therefore uh, I am going to argue with you that we don't even need a, a, uh, a Rabbeinu. Okay, then he continues, and uh, he explains the continuation based on this we don't have to do the uh, the uh, goes through more of the uh, the details of the of the story. Why also in the first pasuk it's only um, you know who was involved in the first pasuk, who was involved in the rest of the pasuk, the rest of the psukim. Okay, I gave it to you, but we're not going to uh, read the continuation. Let's move on. Tezayin Gimel. Next pasuk. Vayikolo Moshe v'yal Aaron v'yomer leim Rav Lachem ki koleida kulam kedoshim uvesocham Hashem. The entire Eid is Kadosh, Uvisacham Hashem, Ubadua, Tisnasu, Akahal Hashem. Again, this is going to relate to what, something we mentioned earlier. But, 
it's going to be its own unique formulation. Korach says, everybody is holy. Rashi. Kulam kedoshim, kulam shamu dvarim besinai mi We all heard from Harsinai. We all were there. Right? We might add, right, the, um, the Kabbalistic idea that every Jew in the history of the world, their neshamas were at Harsinai. We mentioned in the past the Hagdam of the Amshal Shlomo, I think it's the Baba Kama, where he mentions every Jew had their own personal Kabbalah Satorah. That's what we all understand Torah in our own unique way. Because we had our personal like pipeline up to Kabbalah Satorah, so we all think differently, we all view things differently. So Karach said, Kikol ha'ida kulam kedoshim, uvesocham Hashem, v'asudli mikdash v'shachanti besocham. So the question is, this was true, wasn't it? Isn't it? Kol ha'ida kulam kedoshim, this Kedusha Yisrael to every Jew. So why do you raise yourself up? Says Rev Salvechik, source number eight. Says Rev Salvechik, and again, this is something that he writes about often in his writings, that the machlokos and the attitudes of Korach are alive and well in our generation as much as it was thousands of years ago. And if it was alive and well uh, 25 years ago or 50 years ago, when Rav Salvechik wrote this, no, it's Kavachomer, alive and well um, in uh, in our day. No one can deny Korach's assertion that the whole community is holy. It is the very essence of our chosenness. Every Jew possesses intrinsic sanctity. Right? Every Jew is holy. Call Yisrael Arevim Zalazeh. As far as holiness is concerned, there is no distinction between Moshe and a simple woodchopper. And that's what Moshe was raising. The equality, that's what Korach was raising. The equality. Korach was half right. We know in a court of law, we say the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So he said the truth. Didn't say the whole truth. He said the truth. The truth is, but what's the whole truth? There's inherent Kedusha that every Jew has. But then, it might not be called Kedusha, but it might be called Hiskarbus Lakadosh Baruch Hu. It might be called personal elements. As Rosalvechik writes, elsewhere, not here. We say every morning in Azyashir, Zekeli Vianvehu, Elokei Aviv Aromamenu. Elokei Avi we get automatically. Right? We're born into it. Elokei Avi. Zekeli, that every one of us has our own, develops our own relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and depending on how much we put into it, will depend what it achieves. Elokei Avi is automatic. Zekeli is not. And that's what Korach didn't get. He knew the Elokei Avi. Right? Kulam Kedoshim. Korach was wrong. He was unaware of the twofold character of Kedusha Yisrael, the sanctity of Israel, and of the mystery of the dual Kedusha. Right? Kol Kulam Kedoshim. Yes, the community as a whole is holy. Knesset Yisrael as a whole is not just a conglomerate of people, not just a multitude of souls. It's an individuality, an entity unto itself, a personality. Right? We have Kedusha as a whole. We're Am Yisrael. We're B'nai Yisrael. Right? We are the descendants. Mamlechas Kohen and Kadosh. And we're all part of that equally. And yet, in some ways we are not. The Gemara talks about this even in Sanhedrin. It's not really our topic now. But the Gemara says that Moshe Rabbeinu, what's the source for 71 judges in 
the Sanhedrin Agadol, Moshe Rabbeinu appointed 70. One plus 70 is 71. But the Gemara says also, in a different context, Moshe b'makam shivim ve'echad koi. Moshe is in place of the 71. So Moshe is part and a part of the 70. In some ways, Moshe is a Jew like everyone else. And in other ways, Moshe is unique and Moshe got closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu than anyone else as one of the Animamins that nobody else could ever be like Moshe before or after. So Korach was half right, but he left out a major half that was a problem. If the individual divides the sanctity from the community, then Moshe derived as much sanctity from the community as did the civil woodchopper. However, next paragraph, Judaism was not satisfied with the social aspect of Kedusha. The Torah says there's a second resource of Kedusha, the sanctity which the individual detects in the inner recesses of his personality. No one else has a sanctity like his. An individual's sanctity cannot be shared with somebody else. There's no two people alike alive today or in the history of Amisor. There was nobody ever like me or like you or like anyone. We are all different. Every single person ever created has a different tachlus, has their own unique connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It is obvious towards the end that as far as election of individuals is concerned, their endowments cannot be equal, the chulu, and Moshe Rabbeinu is different. So yes, kikolei dakulam kadoshim. Korach, yes. But there's a need for leaders. Not just the source number one we had back in the Eil Advarim. There is a need for leaders. But this is saying, and Moshe Rabbeinu is that leader. And Aaron Cohen is that leader. He's the Oev Shalom, Barodev Shalom. Right? You, Korach, do not bring a nace like the Mun, which Moshe brings, and like the Ananea Kavo that Aaron brings, or like the Be'er that Miriam brings. Right? You don't bring those Nisim. Bizchutcha. And you have to recognize that which he didn't, and that's why he had to be, his, um, his attitude had to be squashed in terms of the Emunah in, in Moshe Rabbein. Okay. Moving right along. Now we go to actually a few psukim later. So what happens? Kodesh Baruch Hu um, is, uh, gets involved. First Moshe says to Korach, come on, please. Shimunah b'nei Levi. We read and we feel, you know, any parent read these psukim, and they feel like God's Baruch talking and, and Moshe talking to his children. And you already have a special thing. You give something to a child and all they want is what the other kid has even more. You already have something special. So he has something different. There will always be somebody in the world that has more than you. How many times have we said that? That's what he, he said. You're a levy. Most Jewish people aren't even a levy. What, what, what? What? Just be happy with what you have. And Moshe calls it us in Aviram. It's pretty fascinating also. This is not so much focused on. Dosan and Aviram. Moshe is trying to save them. What's the history been like with Moshe Rabbeinu and Dosan and Aviram? One might have thought that, you know, Moshe wouldn't mind. You know, his greatest you know, problem, problem, you know, troublemakers. They always got him killed. Right? They always got him killed in Mitzrayim. And then here at the, with the Mun, and, and then he's Dafka sends to them, what are you doing? Right? He cares about them. That's a leader. You don't agree with me? You hate me. I'm still going to try to save you. And I'm still your leader. That's what Moshe does here. Sorry. 
we're not coming. The Chulu, and he continues, Vayichal Moshe Ma'ot. Moshe gets very angry. Vayomer al Hashem, al teifen al minchasam, and he says to Hashem, don't turn to their mincha, which itself we discussed in previous years, not this year. What was the Havamina that Hashem would turn to their mincha? Moshe has a Davin, don't accept their carbon. Al teifen al minchasam. Lo chamar echad mehem nasasi, lo areozi achad mehem. I didn't do anything to these people. What does that mean? Not one donkey. Lo chamar echad nasasi, says Rashi. Lo chamarosha lachad mehem natalti. I didn't take one donkey from them. Afilu kshehalachti mi midyon limitzrayim. Even when I went from midyon to Mitzrayim to save them, vehir kafti es ishtives bonai alachamor. And I put my wife and kids on the donkey. I should have taken a donkey from them. I don't want to take my own personal donkey. I didn't take my own. I didn't. T- I, I took my own. I didn't take from them. Ask the Berchaz Yitzchak. Why wouldn't Moshe have the right to take theirs? Right? There's something called a business expense. You know, whenever somebody is on uh, taking a trip for a company, it's always great when you can like charge it to the business. Use the business credit card. This is not me; it's for the business. You know, this is I wouldn't have to do this if I wasn't working for the company. So there's a certain you know um, you know money and uh, money for food, and but that all comes from the company. And to rent a car, Moshe's renting a car here for the company. He's renting a car for Am Yisrael. So why couldn't he take the donkey from them? I didn't take a donkey from them. What's the emphasis of that? What, because so he went lefnimishur esadin? There's nothing wrong with taking that donkey from them. It's a business expense. Charge it. Right, Moshe should have to pay for it. His own donkey? Says the Berchaz Yitzchak. You know what we learned from here? We learned something about Moshe Rabbeinu. As we were just talking about. Why didn't Moshe take the donkey? Was it because, oh, he knew it was a business expense, but he went above and beyond? No. It's deeper than that. In Moshe's mind, it wasn't a business expense. It was his own need. Why? The Jew should pay for it. A business expense. But you know what? Why did Moshe go to Mitzrayim ultimately? Once Hashem told him that, you know, it was time and he convinced him. Why am I going to save my brethren from servitude? No. That too. But I'm going because I'm in pain. That my brothers are in pain. But Moshe did it for himself. And that's what he was telling HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I was like their family. I was their father. I was in pain for them. And this is what I get. He wasn't there. But it was as if he was there. As if he was there. He felt it as if he was there. He was doing it to save himself from the tsara. And that's why in his mind it wasn't a business expense. It was, it was for himself. Right? I've quoted often the, uh, the quote from, from the Rav that I met in uh, Brooklyn, a couple, first got married. 
I davened next to somebody who'd learned with the Chavetz Chaim and Rada, and I asked him once, uh, a number of times, but one of the stories he told me about the Chavetz Chaim was that the Chavetz Chaim was always crying. He's always crying. Why was he crying? When he heard about an a, a, a older single that got engaged, or somebody had a baby after so many years, he started crying as if it was his own daughter. He was in their shoes. That's who he was. Right? And, and the opposite. Right? The story of the, about the Panovich Rabbi, that he was traveling through Rodin. He went to meet the Chavetz Chaim. The wife says, no, he's in the back. He can't come out right now. He'll be out soon. And he hears him wailing, wailing, crying. Why is he crying? Why is he wailing? He says, because he heard that there's a woman on the other side of town who's, who's having a difficult labor. Is there is there a relative? No, he has no idea who it is. That's the Chavetz Chaim. I'm staying here. I'm not going anywhere. That's why he never left Rodin. But that's Moshe Rabbeinu. It wasn't a business expense. He felt in pain. And that's what he said. Because it was me. They were part of me. And therefore, says Moshe Rabbeinu, that's what he was complaining about. This is what I get for it. This is my thank you. This is what Korach does. And that was the problem. Okay. So what does Moshe Rabbeinu do? Moshe Rabbeinu says, okay, everybody gather around. Everybody gather around. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. He makes an announcement. Moshe, he makes an announcement that Lachora, Pashtas is, Hashem did not tell him to do this beforehand. Moshe Rabbeinu did this on his own. Interesting, this is not one of the three things that Chazal say that Moshe Rabbeinu decided and Hashem gave him a shkayach. Including breaking the luchos and adding on a day by Harsinai. This is not one of them. Moshe says, Bezos teidun ki Hashem shalachani. The following moment, within the next minute, you're going to know whether I'm a liar or not. I'm going to prove to you. If these people die a natural death, then I'm a liar. But if Hashem creates something new right now, and the land opens up its mouth and swallows them, then you know that what I'm saying is true. Hashem never told him that. Moshe decided himself to put this, put this presentation on. Vimbria Yivra Hashem, etc. And as we know, Hashem wasn't going to, you know, hold anything back. If the Gemara says that sometimes Tanoim got baskols, Lichvodam, so Moshe Rabbeinu, you know, is gonna, Hashem's gonna listen right away. Tzadik goes there, and that's what happened. But ask Suv Yaakov Kamenetsky, in source number 10, wasn't Moshe taking a little risk? If Hashem wouldn't have done that, that second, wouldn't the whole Torah have been in jeopardy? Moshe says, if this happens, then I'm a liar. And what if it would have happened? That's pretty risky. Even for Moshe Rabbeinu. Hooray, source 10. He decided himself to rely on a nace. Why did he do this? Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, and before him says the Malbim, in Source 11, same idea. They didn't have a choice. Moshe didn't have a choice. He felt that he didn't have a choice. Because if there was somebody going up against his authority and saying, Moshe, maybe Hashem didn't tell you about our own. If Moshe doesn't prove that's wrong 100%, then everything else he has ever done in his life would also be called into question. Because the source of it all is from, is from him. And if somebody great, some great Tamar Chacham, who is misguided now and is, is a Russia and Kinnah, could bring into question one aspect of Moshe Rabbeinu's transmission of the Torah, 
then the entire transmission of the Torah is in jeopardy. And unless Hashem himself proves, basically has Moshe's back, then you might as well end Jewish history right there. So Moshe knew he had to do it. There was no choice. Because if he didn't do it, then the whole thing would have been besafik. If at this stage of history, right, after more than a year and a half, right, a year and a half about from Maimon Harsinai, right, if there were still people that were being mefakpek about his, his shlichus, then the Torah that he brought is, in his words, worthless. It wasn't so long ago last year. And Moshe thinks to himself, there's still 250 people that are mesupic about that? If this continues, then the, the nation cannot survive. Because the only reason that they have the Torah is through me. I was the conduit. They heard, they heard Anochi and Loia, but that's it. The rest was from me. And because the entire Torah was in jeopardy, Moshe Rabbeinu had no choice. And that's exactly what the Malbim says before. Alright, that's what he says on line 13 in the Malbim. Achar, achar, adas korach, od ba'od Moshe chai the entire Torah would have been rejected and undermined if this would have been accepted. Skip two lines. It's only if Hashem comes and testifies on behalf of Moshe Rabbeinu, that's the only way it's going to be preserved. That unique element that we need in belief in Moshe. The Imkain line 20. Kemoshe Yarad Hashem al Arsinai. Bimovsim Gedolim. Shayudomim Kibriyas Yeshmi Ayin. Just like Hashem did things at Maimon Arsinai that was basically like Briyas Olam again. Right? You could see the, see the thunder. Basically, see this Adorak In order to ensure its, um, veracity forevermore. You needed that. And it's even implicitly meduyak in the Rambam. Because we know the Rambam has the 13 principles of faith, and one of them is about Moshe Rabbeinu. About Nevuas Moshe Rabbeinu. And it's interesting, even the, the order. Can I just have a sitter, please? The, uh, the Animamans uh, that uh, the Rambam has, or the Animamans that we know are based on Based on um, the Rambam in the in the uh, the end of Sanhedrin, so the order of the Animamins, the Rambam, ha- the the Rambam, and the we have we have the first Animamins are all about Hashem, right? He's the Bore and the Manig, and he's Yachid, and he doesn't have a body, and he he's Rishon and Achron, and you have to dive in only to him. First five. Then we have Nevua, Nevua, and Nevua is Moshe Rabbeinu, and then we have. Torah and Hashemayim. So we have all about Hashem, the first five. And then we have six and seven about Nevuah and Nevuah's Moshe. And then we have, that's six and seven, and then we have eight and nine, which is about the Torah. Is that an interesting order? You would think, first talk about Hashem, then talk about the Torah, and then get into human beings. And what's the answer? The answer is no, because without 
Nevi'im and Nevu'as Moshe specifically, then the whole Torah is called into question. So if you don't believe in number seven, then you might as well not believe in number eight. And even in the eight, with his, which is Torah Menashamayim, it's unbelievable. Torah, I'll give you the whole paragraph of the Rambam in Yisoda Shmini, in source number 12. Yisoda Shmini, we have to believe in Torah Menashamayim. There are a lot of psukim that we could have quoted by Maman Harsinai to believe in Torah Menashamayim. Right? First of all, he quotes Moshe, obviously. It came all straight from Hashem to Moshe to us, etc. And there's no difference. Line 9. Every letter of the Torah has equal Kedusha. And look what he quotes at the end of this paragraph about Torah and Hashemayim. Look what he quotes. What proves? He quotes our Pasuk. Moshe Rabbeinu says, if there is a Bria that's created, you'll know that what I'm saying is true. So the Rambam, when he talks about Torah and Hashemayim, he bases it on the Pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu says right here. Because, as the Malbim said, as Rabbi Yaakov says, all of the Torah was in, was in risk, was in the risk mode right now, and he had no choice. He had no choice but to do what he did in order to preserve the emuna in him, because only through emuna in him would there be emuna in Torah min HaShemayim. And I just added that maybe it's implicitly in the order of the Animamins, and even mentioned at the end of this, uh, of this Rambam. Okay, one final point for the, uh, for the evening. What we call a harifus. End off with a harifus. Harifus is just a, a sharp thought. A sharp thought. Sometimes we end with the Dvar Musr. We've had the Dvar Musr already. We'll end with a harifus. Sometimes we have them from uh, the Rebbe Repeshel. But tonight we'll have it from the Klayakar. The Klayakar. Pasuk says later on, Yud Zion. Yud Zion. Hey. V'lo korach v'cha'adaso. You shall not be like Korach and his congregation. Kasher Dibar Hashem B'yad Moshe We've discussed also in past years that the smog counts this as a mitzvah, mitzvah daraisa, one of the 613, not to be like Korach, right? He has his dream. He had a dream after he wrote 612 mitzvahs. He couldn't figure out the, the 613th. Couldn't figure out the last one. And he had a dream and he said, oh, shachachta te'ikr, the, the dream says. That's the language that the smog quotes. Don't be like Korach. Don't be like Korach. It's a separate issue. Okay. Rashi. I'm sorry. First finish the Pasuk. Don't be like Korach. Ka'asher diber Hashem biyad Moshe lo. Like Hashem said to Moshe. Biyad Moshe. What is that referring to? How do you understand the rest of it? Don't be like Korach like Hashem said to Moshe. Says Rashi. Says Rashi. Where's the uh, the Rashi? V'lo yiek Korach v'cha'ada so. Right? Biyad Moshe. So he quotes it here. I'll just read it to you from the Klayakar. V'lo yiek Korach v'cha'ada so. Let's quote it on here. Was the, the Rashi, the end of that Rashi. Here it is. Remez Don't be like Korach, and it mentions the Yad of Moshe. What does Yad of Moshe make us think of? Moshe got Saras back in Mitzrayim. And what is what does it say from here? The Alkain Somebody is Right, uh, does this type of chait, they're gonna get saras. 
Ma hakesher. What is the connection between the chait of Korach or being like Korach and Moshe getting tzaras in Mitzrayim when he said lashon hara about Bnei Yisrael? Right. What in the end it was choshe them? Ask the klayakar. Pirush Rashi. Shlo yoke b'tzaras k'moshalaka Moshe b'tzaras biyado. V'kan haben shoel ma inyan tzaras shol Moshe ala cholik ala kahuna. What is the connection between Moshe's tzaras and somebody's cholik on the kahuna? Right, Miriam is like is more similar to Korach. Miriam also did not recognize the uniqueness of Moshe Rabbeinu. like Korach did. So why was it Moshe? Why was it Moshe? Why is this compared to Moshe's Saras? The Atah, as he writes often, Lift up your eyes and listen to what I'm about to say. One of the greatest darshanim in our history. If you look at the root of this, they're all united. The Yilke Hadome Bedome. Umishamti Kachraya Bria Betova. Shacholek al Nivuaso Shamoshe Loke Bitsaras. If somebody's Loke on Nivuas Emunas Moshe, it's Saras. Why? Chazal tell us, Achoshe Bikshere Moke Begufo. Chazal tell us in Shabbos. What was Moshe Rabbeinu's Avera? He was Choshe Bikshere. Oh, the Jews aren't going to listen to me. They're going to. So Tsaras is the appropriate onesh for somebody who is Choshe B'Kshevim. But says the Klayakar, wait a minute. If I'm Choshe something about you and it's not true, what should be my punishment? Kashazamam, to use a phrase. I should get the punishment that I wanted to give to you. If I'm Choshe you about something and it wasn't true, it was unfounded, then I deserve to get that punishment. What was Moshe Choshed Klal Yisrael about? Moshe thought Klal Yisrael wouldn't believe him. What punishment did Moshe get? Saras. What do we see from there, says the Klayakar? If the Chshad would have been true, then they would have gotten Saras. Because that was Moshe, that's what Moshe got. Just go backwards. If Moshe got Saras, it must be that what he wanted to inflict upon them was Saras. Because Kasha Zamam Lasos Lachiv. And what was he Choshe them? That they wouldn't believe him. They wouldn't believe in Nevuas Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Klayakar Haflavafela. Right? Korach. Don't be like Korach. What was Korach's root? Avera. A lack of Nevua. A lack of Emuna in Nevuas Moshe Rabbeinu. Because if you do that, you're going to get Saras like Moshe. What does that have to do with anything? Because Moshe was Choshe them. And what was their Avera? Their Avera was not having a moon in Moshe Rabbeinu. And he got Sarat, that must be, that must be the Avera, the Onesh that they would have gotten had Moshe's Chshad would have been true. The fact that he got it shows us what the Onesh should have been, and that's the connection to us. Umikan Raya Brura, Shacholik al Kahuna, Lokev et Saras, Kikolacholik al Kuna, Cholik al Nevoaso shall Moshe Rabbeinu. And how does he end off? As he does a few times, not every week. Vizepirush Yakar. And that's, he's, nobody else better can say that. After all, it's the clay yakar that is telling us this pirish yakar as he writes in his own mind. Okay, we'll have to stop here. Uh, again, this was the, uh, the last year here in, uh, Bezrah Mashiach should come tomorrow, but Bezrah, but just in case, next week's year will be again in, uh, in Bergenfield, 68 Westminster Avenue, next Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Uh, and then after that, we'll have, uh, four weeks or so from, uh, from camp, and then Bezrah will be back in, uh, Eretz Yisrael, uh, after that. Okay, we'll stop here. Thank <laughs> you.